When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again to Blakey's Boot Room here from Wales Online. Nathan Blake and Phil Smith here as ever to discuss Cardiff City, the big issues and of course the, the game on the weekend. Uh, what a game it was, Phil. I don't think we've seen one like that for quite a, some time at Cardiff City Stadium. Thought it was the greatest comeback you've ever seen and then uh, dashed at the last. Yeah, fine margins, isn't it? Ricky Lambert put on wide, you know, length of a ruler. If that goes in, it's the greatest comeback we've ever seen. What a team of heroes. I've never seen spirit like it. Um, 60 seconds later, about four chances missed to tackle the boy on the ball. Mm. He gets to the byline. Nobody tracks a run. Substitute who's just come on. No one's taking responsibility to pick him up, to mark him. Mm. Puts one in the back post. It's a disaster. You're back in relegation trouble. Um, that's the game. But that's football. Really, you know, Cardiff only had themselves to blame. Defensively, just what, what what bothered me really was not making mistakes because anyone can make a mistake, anyone can switch off as a minute for a minute, but to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again throughout the game and not show the awareness or the leadership to realise what was happening and to correct it yourselves, I thought was very very disappointing. I mean, the second and third goals are virtually copycats of each other. How on earth? Can you, within twice in the space of five minutes, allow an attacking set piece to turn into a goal for the opposition without somebody saying, without Shut somebody realising that you've, yeah. got, you've got to leave another man back or you've, someone's oh got to track a runner or, position to slow it down. Um, or someone to say, you know what, if this happens again, I'm just going to clean him out and take mm. a yellow card because we need to stay in the game at half time. Mm. That element of it was very disappointing. And it was a shame because it undid the fact that they played some of the best football we've seen at home for a long time. Mm. 22 shots which is well over double what they've managed a lot of the time in the earlier of the season. You're always going to score goals if you create, keep creating good chances, um, keep getting shots away, keep making the keeper work. Um, and so it should, have been at three, it should have been three points, a good win. Everyone's going into Christmas positive, but instead it's just more, a bit more anxiety and a mm. bit more angst. Mm. Mm. Why are the defend, defenders playing so poorly then, Blake? Is it just the defenders' fault that we look further afield? Because it wasn't so long ago the defence was seen as perhaps the the strong point of the Cardiff team where they looked well stocked but now you look at January and you think that's the one place they definitely need uh, to get I, some, somebody I, I in I can't answer it John honestly you'd have to be in the dressing room or get inside of those players heads because um, I said to Phil the, 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 I think it was the second or the third goal where uh, Sean Morrison's kind of like pirouetting I think the lads headed it and I would question Amos as well his position um, but in the first instance there's no pressure on the ball and the lads made a run off Morrison, and Morrison's the wrong side. He, he's in front of the, the the attacker. I mean, that's just schoolboy stuff. You know, it's no no pressure on the ball. You drop. That's like, you know, it's like saying to a striker, "What do you mm. do if you see an open goal? Well, you don't pass it. You put the ball in the net. It's like mm. obvious. No pressure on the ball. You retreat. Pressure on the ball allows you to go tighter." to see a player of his experience and captain as well is that where it, is that where it comes from maybe the, the captain your leader doing things like well, that well I, I said I, I said the fill in the column you know I said when you look at it 
you look at Connolly, experience. Uh, you look at Morrison, experience. Manga, experience. Uh, Whittingham, experience. Uh, big man up top, experience. You know, they, 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 they're not lacking in experience. Why there seems to be an issue then with the leadership, I don't know. Because, you know, you, you kind of, that's just kind of like, that's, uh, that's oneself. You mm. know, you either, you're either a person who, you know, you can have a bad game, but I know players who, who have a bad game, but still point the finger at Phil to say, you're having a bad game, you need to do this, you need to do that rather than say, well, I'm having a bad game, so I won't say anything. I used to say, if I'm having a bad game, I don't want you to have a bad game also. That mm. don't make no sense. Mm. So if I can help you, and I might not be telling you in the nicest fashion, but understand where we are, you know, the emotion of the game, I'm not going to go from fighting the centre-half for 30 minutes and having a ruck with him to then go from there to Mary Poppins and speak to you in a nice, gentle kind of way my speech will be a rant and it but it's not meant in that way and I think they need a bit of that they do because you know Gunnison you know I think ever after the Euros everyone was taken aback at his level he reached of performance and his leadership qualities because it was it was evident to me you know he was brilliant and he has been brilliant um, but there's this seems to be this lack of consistency with leadership, with, you know, digging people out maybe. Because it can't always be the management and the staff. Mm. Say to Phil, I've been at clubs where Colin Todd would say nothing then. Mm. And all of a sudden a conversation would strike up between two players and then other players get involved and then, and then you say, right, okay, how are we going to resolve it? Well, you need to do this. You need to do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. And and all of a sudden, you go out and you you know you, you, you're doing what's required as standard. Do you know what I mean? Because you you don't want to let each other down. But I don't know. I don't get it with Cardiff at the moment because you've got so much experience in there. Mm. So, like Phil said, you think you go out and buy experience. You, you, you buy experience, but you can buy leadership. Mm. You're supposed to, supposed to buy personality, maybe, Phil. Is it? I don't know. Cause it's long been said that this this group of Cardiff players are quite quiet. I think Warnock said it when he was. Even Slade uh, used to used to say it as well. That they're not your typical maybe football dressing room, if you like. Well, they need they, the the best thing I used to find in a dressing room was having fun. Was pranking, practical jokes. You know, after training, you would people would go off and do their bit, but then. You know, in the dress room or in the you have a pool table or whatever in the lunch room, banter would be flying. That's when you can usually tell a good club because the 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 banter literally is you know every minute of every day. It's fun. You want to be there. So a quiet kind of dressing room tells me like you know a few shy characters here and there, and you know. That, but that doesn't mean to say if you're quiet, you're not a leader. You know, because I played mm. with quiet, quiet players who were quiet. But Chrissy Fairclough was not quiet, but he wasn't someone like Jerry Taggart. Then Jerry Taggart was a, a, a like a, a ball kind of leader, where Chrissy Fairclough was the more reserved. But 
would lead and say, you know, just quiet things in your ear, you know, but then he would lead by how he played and his physical prowess, you know. So there's different ways of looking at it. I just think at the moment, Cardiff seem to be looking at someone else. Their players seem to be looking, well, you know, who's going to point the finger? Who's going to dig? Who's going to, you know, pull us together? And I think what was evidence Saturday was the the loss of Bamba. Mm. Because he seems to be the only one who's, who actually goes round, you know, pulling people in, telling him off, telling him to improve, getting him in the right position. He seems to be the only one who does it. Mm. What about the goalkeeper? Phil, we talked quite a bit about Ben Amos last week. He then went and conceded four goals. Is that him done for in terms of selection for the, well, the next game? No, no, I, 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 that harsh. That's harsh. No, <laughs> yeah. not, not necessarily, yeah, just not because... We have reached a point now where people seem to want to blame Amos for every single goal that goes in, um, which is a shame. You know, it's he wasn't at fault for all four goals on Saturday, and don't let anyone tell you he was. Mm. Um, the third goal, he panicked and came out when he shouldn't have done, and was left in no man's land. the header, yeah, yeah, because um, yeah. he shouldn't be scoring from there. He should. Yeah. Worst case, he's got to dive and push that away, you know, or really just step to his left and catch it. But as for whether we'll play in the next game. Well, there's a reason why he's still in the team now, and that's because Cardiff don't have a lot of quality in the goalkeeping ranks. And just because Ben Amos is struggling at the moment doesn't necessarily mean that Cardiff City have a better goalkeeper to come in. That's the issue. I do, I have a suspicion that they'll try and get a goalkeeper in January, someone with a lot of championship games under their belt. I don't know who that'll be. But in the meantime, Amos might keep his place just because this old Marshall late in the day, clearly without thinking about who they would replace him with. And, mm. I, and I think what I would well, Simon I, Moore as well wasn't it sorry he, he was he yeah. always looked a good backup didn't he mm, whenever yeah. he played but yeah. obviously they sold him as well <laughs> <laughs> but I mean this is what we talk about because I, I, I distinctly I distinctly rem- remember the quote from the chief executive of the mm. club when he was asked about transfers in the summer I mean fair play to him for coming out and talking about it in public that's what you need but he came out and he said the last week of the window is always when the most interesting opportunities come around now that tells you that they did not know who they were going to go and get. Mm. They were going to wait and see who they could pick up at the last minute. Mm. And if you do that, you're going to be left in a scenario where Bottom a couple of weeks before the transfer window, you're going, oh my God, we haven't yeah. got a goalkeeper. Yeah, what you do is do your... I would, I would say to the chief executive in future, mate, take it from an old head in football, do your business early. Get it done, out the way, double quick. If you can get your three or four players, if it's three or four players you want, you've identified... Get the deals done now, and then bang! As soon as they can sign, sign January done, dusted. Mm. Don't think to yourself, "Oh, I'll get a bag in at the end." It, those days, those days, rarely were they good. Before, you might find one or two have picked up great late signings, but not many. Not mm. many pick up the signings that they want. Okay, the first or the second, your A or B choice. You might end up thinking which I think has happened, we need cover, so what can we find? And then you're being held to ransom then because someone knows how desperate you are. Mm. So it does never, that's never a good idea. That, But again, that's showing inexperience in the game. Best, best example is Huddersfield, who've done all their business by June. They knew exactly who they wanted, they went out and got them. Like I so say, do your June, business Wagner really. takes them off camping in the mountains or whatever. But, but, but you've got to have a, is, he, he builds the team, he builds the squad. But you've got to have a plan. And then they hit the ground running. So your chief know? executive 
like at Cardiff, the chief executive should have the players identified that their technical board mm. have come up with and said, right, yeah, yeah. So then you make the contacts with the necessary agents and you get the deals done. You get the fee agreed, you get the the wages agreed, you get everything agreed, and as soon as January comes in, bang, you don't allow anyone else to come and go, you want a player, what have you. It might happen, and sometimes if you're a championship club and a, a Premier League club of a Bournemouth, you might think small club, but mm. they're going to track players at the moment because of how well they're going, then you, you kind of take it on the chin. I mean, it happened to Everton, didn't it? Mm. In the transfer window right at the end there. So it happens, but this, the, what, what, what I think has been identified over Cardiff over the last two seasons is there's been no structure, there's been no strategy, there's been no plan. Yeah. yeah. Hence why you end up in a situation where, you know, Ben Amos now is your only choice, really and truly. Yeah. But well, well, I well, would well, say, well, let well, me well, just say, say he's already got a list and he wants his business yeah. done early. So in, in, answer, in, in answer to your original question. I, I, do, I do think Ben Amos will be replaced on Boxing Day. Yeah. I wouldn't be hugely surprised if Brian Murphy, just being the most experienced head, got a go. I think they will look for a keeper. But let me just say, for Ben Amos, knowing that you have to play, <laughs> mate, now's the time to shine. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. this game is about character, mate. It's about, life is about what happens when you're down. Yeah. We can all, if we're all billionaires, we're all, you know, okay, money don't bring you happiness, but it helps. But, you know, <laughs> you're at a stage now with Amos where you're being battered a bit. This is the test of character. What you've got, what he's got on his side is knowing there's not a marshal to come back or anything like that. He's the man between now and January. So, go and prove it, mate. Go and mm. show it. Go and stand up. Stick your chest out. I'm going to have a good run of four, yeah. five, six games. Try and get yourself two or three clean sheets in the meantime. Yeah. Who else is for the chop then, Phil? When Warnock comes out after that Barnsley game and says, right, that's it, I've had enough, I'm making changes for next weekend, who, who is he talking about? I think Morrison's under pressure. Sorry, Phil. I think Morrison's under yeah, pressure. Yeah, I, 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 the thing about Morrison is, is that Gave him a six in the ratings. Took a bit of stick for it. Golden, goal it's difficult, and, and that was the madness of this game because people sent me. Give him a can, six, as in took stick because that was good or that was bad. Bad people thought he should have had less. But you know, you, you, that, that was why it was a crazy game because you look at Sean Morrison and people say, "Have you given him six out of ten? That's just because he got a golden assist. Kenneth the whole gets a golden assist. He's going to be, you know, carry around. Carl yeah, but let me just it. let me just say I, what, I, I, what I, you know, I would say, Phil. You know, you're not often. I have to correct you, but I would say in this point, his first job is to defend the goal. So it doesn't matter if he gets three assists and three goals. If they lose four or three, I would say to him, my first reaction wouldn't be to look at the tapes of him scoring. It's to look at the tapes of him defending. My first thing for a defender is stop the ball going in the net. If you assist attacking wise, great. That's a bonus. But I judge you on defensive clean sheets, just like I judge my striker on how many goals he scores. At the end of the day, that is the, when you get down to the fine lines, a striker can bring people into play, he can assist and everything. But if he only gets two goals in a season, people will say, 
need more goals from that striker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The only, the only thing I'd add to that as well is six out of ten is not a very good score. Yeah. Every footballer should be doing better than six out of ten. So yeah. I don't see why six out of ten is seen as some kind of ringing an endorsement of his performance. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> is it? I think what it is. I think our audience best. and our readers yeah. have got used to seeing the the film just cutting people down. So they probably <laughs> thought, "Wow, Phil, is that you giving a six? Yeah. In, in, in answer to your question, what? The, the problem with dropping Morrison would now be if as I was saying to Blakey earlier today if Sol Bamba gets hit with another ban just before Christmas you're then going to be without Bamba and Manga for all of January mm. yeah. so do you risk Denton Morrison's confidence by dropping him yeah. when you have to throw him back in in two games time and say right you've now got a stretch of five games and you're going but I think do you know that's, that's the difference today I think well I don't I won't say today because you keep happening on like it was great in my day but makes you sound old as well. Yeah, it just makes you sound really old, John. I'm just thinking that myself. But if if you're taken out, you have to. It's almost like then you don't want to admit or an omission of your performance. If you're a defender, if you're Sean Morrison, I don't want to dig on him. But if that's the case, it would be like okay, take you out because you're not playing well. And if you're not playing well, you have to understand that if there's a Another option, the chances are you're going to come out. Mm. But, okay, some people say, well, it might affect his confidence. But I would say, well, mate, you know, your confidence is affected anyway. You're costing us, clearly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's for you, when you're in a bad run of form, the only way to get out of it is playing and playing well. I mean, who plays instead of Morrison, though, if, if he did come out? Because Connolly's not exactly covered himself well, in glory. Well, no, you, you talk about the changes. Connolly at right-back <coughs> and Peltier left-back doesn't work. No. They're, not, they're not quick enough. No. They don't look... Peltier's excellent at right-back. He's a natural. Keep him there. Yeah. Um, Connolly's... Connolly's never had a run on his ears. He's never been seen as Cardiff's no. first or second-choice centre-half. And I've never... Uh, you know, OK, he might have had bad games here and there, but... I would say consistency-wise, if you added up his games, he'd probably be one of the most consistent. I, I, I'd be tempted. I would like to see Bamber and Connolly play together if Bruno does go. Mm. Because I think Connolly is a very good centre-back, but maybe where he isn't so good is he doesn't seem to be a big talker. But I think alongside Bamber, mm. I think together, mm. that would be a nice yeah. balance. Yeah, he's kind of a silent uh, assassin, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. So I would, I would put Pellier back at right-back because he's good there and he doesn't make mistakes. Mm. Put a left foot at left-back, whether that's Joe Bennett, maybe. Um, yeah, when when Bamba's back, maybe get Bamba and Connolly a go. I think it's mm. what's evident is Neil Warnock searching for an eleven because I was saying to Phil earlier. At one point, he kept playing the same eleven. Yeah, he did. And then through injuries and what have you, suspensions, what have you, he's had to change. And now you see he's back to searching. He can't find uh, a pattern like Richardson coming in and then being totally out. Yeah. You know, he, he's clear because I would have thought like Peltier at right back, Richardson at left back, Manga or Connolly alongside Bamba. It's kind of like your back four. You've got Gunnison holding. That's that sewn up. It's only your your attack. Well, you've got the big man up front. He's kind of like your best option. So you're only two or three players you're searching for to to make up. Uh, a, a quality 11 your first choice 11 but um, you know like I said through injuries and suspensions what have you he doesn't have a 
a ready-made backup no, in his head. No. You know, what about, or maybe a slightly more positive note. Then, what about Kenneth Sohor? Last week we, we were talking about him, the greatest footballer <laughs> we've ever seen. Maybe not quite that much, but a great, there, yeah. a, a, a great, a great cameo. Obviously, that really got people and Neil Warnock very enthused. He got the nod for selection this weekend. How did he play? Yeah, well, I mean, he he, he was my man of the match. That was my personal choice. Um, I thought he was. I think the thing about Zahor is he, he's quite strange because you look at the size of him and you think, oh, he's going to be a demon in the air. Uh, actually, he's not very good in. He's not particularly good in the air. He doesn't seem to get off the ground. Um, but Cardiff seem to have realised that the best way to use him is to get the ball into his feet and into the channels and into his chest because he is strong. He is good with his back to his goal, but just not necessarily long balls. If you get it into his feet, he can turn. He can run into the channel. Um, he can bring others into play. And he again, he you know he scrapped for ninety minutes. Even at the end, he was making big, long busting runs into the channel. And that's all you've got to do as a striker. You know, I, obviously at some point he needs to start putting the ball in the back of the net. As Blakey was just talking, as a striker, you've got to put the ball in the back of the net. But mm. I thought I thought it was really encouraging. I thought he did what you the first and foremost as a striker is to scrap in the championship to bring others into play and to run. Um, and I thought he did that quite well. I thought it was quite encouraging. Because the championship, John, we were discussing earlier, it's brutal. It is a real brutal league. You've got to have a lot of quality. You've got to have a lot of fight. And you've got to be prepared to you know, go and go and go and go and go. You've got to be Duracell, you know, because it's such a difficult league, mm. you know. Hmm. It should be fresh. So will, 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 he, will, he be a, will he be getting a run now? Do you think next game, next game, next game? Do you think we'll see? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'd be stunned if Zohar didn't play on Boxing Day, um, because it's got to work both ways as a manager. If as a manager you say to a player, "This is what I want from you," and they go out and do it, you then almost have a responsibility to say, "Okay, well then you play the next game." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it has got to work. It, it both happened ways. to me at Blackburn with Brian Kidd. He called me in. Day of the game or day before the day of the game, playing my old They're team. Never like Brian Kidd. <laughs> taking playing my old team, Bolton said to me, um, "I just come back off injury. Uh, I'm going to start you tonight. But if you don't play well, that's it. <laughs> You're out." <laughs> I said, "Okay, no problem." <laughs> <laughs> Played okay, scored a goal, and then uh, regardless of my performance, got man of the match from one of the great sports writers, and um, yeah, never really was in his plans anyway. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, no one feels saying, and that, that kind of then makes players question. Because I just thought to myself, well, you don't tell the truth, do you? You'll just say anything, you know. So then the integrity starts to kick in then. Because if I wouldn't follow a man who I don't really respect, no, yeah. you know. But you go out, you have to play for yourself and what have you. But it, you know, it, that manager is, you know, he's the leader at the end of the day. Mm. I wonder if Neil Warnock will be getting slagged off on Kenneth's boot room in 20 years time. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. that would be great that would be Kenneth's whole column that would be fantastic he'd yeah, be well, calling yeah. in <laughs> a 99 year old Neil Warnock Bluebirds legend Kenneth's yeah. whole yeah yeah can see it now can see it now <laughs> I'll probably still be here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Anyway, let's let's talk let's talk January then. Let's talk uh, transfer windows. A couple of couple of sniffs of little uh, rumours and links and things starting to emerge, and it's only going to get more and more over the, the, the coming weeks. Uh, talk to us about Callum Patterson, uh, Phil, a uh, young right back from Hearts. Yeah, I, I I studied up in Edinburgh, so I used to go to Tyne Castle every other weekend, pretty much when he was starting to come through. 
Um, doesn't surprise me that Cardiff and Neil Warnock and his staff like him because he's big, he's good in the air, he's very powerful. Um, six goals in 18 games from right back, so he loves to get forward. Um, I'd be surprised if he was someone who's, sit, let's say, top of the list in January just because defensively he's very, very raw. Mm. So it would be a surprise to me if money was spent on him in January ahead of other areas. What I would say about him is if someone for probably just under half a million is probably what you'd go for. Someone you are getting someone who I can see in three, four years' time you can sell at the Premier League for eight, nine million because he's got the physique. Uh, he's got the talent so if you can work on ironing out the rough edges um, the big question the big thing is really is that Derby have been scouting him for months and months mm. you look at where Derby are on the table you look at the reputation they've got for bringing young players through the football they play where Cardiff are my biggest thing would be can he make the step up because I've I, you know I've played many teams and players from the Scottish you know Premier League have come down and haven't been able to step up. I, that's what I say. The championship is, you know, you've got to have technical, a lot of technical ability to play in there because the next step is the Premier League. So you have to be technically sound. I'll show you some of his goals, Blake. Mm. He's got a good technique. Mm. Yeah. It was a one goal in three games, you said. One goal every three, and some of them are absolutely... Mm. But, I've, but I mean, I've played with players who've come down who are technically good, technically gifted. Yeah. But just can't handle the tempo of the championship. It it is a step up in in qualities all around. So if they do go and they do grab him, I would have thought by his size and his stature as well. Because I I haven't seen him play. I'll be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of Scottish football. Um, but his size and stature would there be a a possibility of a centre half as well? So you kind of get two in the one. I, I, if he was to switch position, I would see him going up to the right wing rather than in the centre half. But okay, um, he's quick enough and he's good enough to play on okay. the wing. Okay, what, what I, what do I say? I, I would sum it up by saying I think he's perfect for the championship, but I see him more as a, a long term target rather than a short term one. If that makes sense. Mm. Okay. I mean, Cardiff's problem is they need people hitting the ground running. Well, that's now. exactly that's exactly it. That, that is going to um, be there. That's that's, and I no matter who you sign, yeah. you know what I mean. They could sign, you know, Mesut Ozil tomorrow. If he doesn't hit the ground running, yeah. you're going to mm. have a problem, you know, because I, they can't afford not to. And I do think Cardiff would struggle to sell the move to him ahead of clubs like Derby, mm. honestly, from yeah, you know, from an objective. Mm. Yeah. But what about other names? We asked Phil the other day to uh, sort of talk about the write about the, the January transfer window. What, who, who, and what type of players Cardiff were looking at? Um, he came up with a few options. In, in a dream world, mm-hmm. in terms of goalkeeper, we've got uh, Shea Given or Julian Speroni. Striker, we've got Fraser Campbell. Winger, we've got Callum McManaman or Sean Maloney. Uh, any any chance of the dream world becoming... No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, someone in the Championship's got to go and get Callum McManaman from yeah, well, West Cal- Brom. He's a fantastic... A couple of years ago, he was... He, yeah, not getting a kick. Someone somewhere should go and rescue him. Um, I think what, what I was going for with them is what I was trying to show was the profile of the kind of player. Yeah. They need. A goalkeeper who has played hundreds of games who will come in and the defence will go yeah that makes me feel safe that he's behind me do you know what I mean mm-hmm. which is why I went on his reputation figures mm-hmm. like Given and Speroni are going to walk in and people are just going to go yeah there's a bit of confidence yeah, in leadership yeah. like you said um, so, someone who's going to walk in on day one 
and say, you need to stand there, you need to stand mm-hmm. there, you need to be picking him up. I don't think they've got that at the moment. I really, really think they need another winger because they just cannot get a consistent run of games out of Kadeem Harris. No. Hoyler, I think, is is there. Yeah, mm. he's got real quality, but they, they just don't seem to be able to get. I think there's no, a lot more to come from Hoylet, though. Really oh, absolutely. Is there any chance of Junior Hoylet leaving this club in January? Do you think? What to go higher? Well, given given that it was a bit odd that he ended up at Cardiff in the first place, and, he, and he's actually shown now over the over the last few months that he is a I top top do, player. I, you know, no, I think he's shown that he's he, he's got he's, he has got bags of ability, mm. but. You're looking for someone who, who is scoring and assisting regularly. I, I don't think he's done enough to earn. No, 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 not yet. yet, not yet. Yeah. I think I think he's 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 moving towards it, but I would still say again, okay, you're he's a winger, okay, you're as a winger, you're you'll be assessed on assists more than goals, but you're expected to weigh in with not chipping with four or five in a season you're expected now a good winger or a good top of a three left or right you're expected to be getting like double figures 12 goals eight goals are the worst mm. you know so um, I still say he's got a bit to go I still I wouldn't fear him going to like a, a big premiership club or a premiership club nicking him right now because I, I don't think he's quite there, bang on his form, but I think you know, I liked it. I actually liked it when he moved him yeah, more centrally. Excellent. I think excellent. he looked more of a threat than he did out wide. If I'm totally honest, so I still think that might be something in the back of Neil Warnock's mind is but a if, possibility. And if, if, if I can get two wingers, yeah, and I couldn't get a striker, well, I've got the option of moving Junior inside and playing. So, yeah, I but agree it, with Phil, we do need wingers, though. If We've you, been banging on about that for years. If you want to bring Hoyle inside, you've got to get at least one winger who you know will give you a string of games, because at mm. the moment, you just cannot guarantee that from the other players in mm. the squad. Mm. Um, and that really hurts the way Neil Warnock wants to play, because he likes to have two wingers. Mm. He likes to get the ball out of the flanks mm. and pump balls into the box. Mm. If your wingers aren't doing that, then you're so blunt. Mm. Um, so, I, I personally, I think that's a big priority, mm. um, which is why I mentioned... Callum McManaman, I don't know what his weird situation is, but he just looks to me like someone who you put in that team, put Hoyle in there, and suddenly you go. Well, what I like about him, he's a he's a winger. He's a, he's not blessed with frightening pace. He's just busy and what you say quick. Yeah. Right. But what he does is he beats. He he enjoys beating his fullback, whether that's on the outside or whether on the inside. He's not thinking I'll just check back and get the crossing. He actually likes to beat the player. You know what I mean? And, mm. and as a striker, I, oh, it's dreamland. Because it means as soon as you beat the fullback, one of the centre halves has to go and try and close you down. Or a midfielder comes and tries to close you down and you cut back to the attacking midfielder. So beating the, the fullback is it's a bit of a dying art, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. Because what you get now is the left footed winger playing on the right coming inside, the right footed winger playing on the left coming inside. So. You know, going outside the fullback is the best way to get goals, mate. It, it, it is. It's you get own goals off strike uh, defenders running back, and you know I mean, it, it's the goalkeeper. If you ask the keeper, would you rather them come inside and cross it, or go outside and cross it? Every time they say come inside, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what about the importance of a new striker then? 
it seems to me sort of ten days or so ago it was the it was the most imperative important thing. Yeah, Kenneth Sahor plays. Well, I, 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 think, I think they need, I think they need it. <laughs> I, I, I think they need a, I like that little uh, <laughs> a little swipe there, that undercover swipe. No, it's not, not a swipe. Not certainly not a swipe, but uh, anybody. But um, uh, just it just you know it was just what fans talk about, isn't yeah. it? You know? yeah. Well, I, I think I think they need. I think Zahor is shown he can be an option. Lambert, don't write him off yet. He hadn't played football for two years. He came to this club and played through God knows how many injuries. He was practically on one one knee at mm. one stage. So don't write him off. So if you can bring in a third striker, a striker with a different profile, someone who whose first move is to play off the shoulder rather than with a back to go, then you've got a good balance there. Um, someone who likes to play in the box rather than up near the halfway line. Um, but, what you, but what Cardiff fans have to be careful not to get into the habit of is thinking that you're going to put this perfect striker, drop him into the team, and suddenly everything's just going to... Because the service has to be good. The defence has to be good. We, we said 18 months ago, I think, John on the boot room, they should have gone and got Gail from Crystal Palace. I'd seen him at Dagenham. He was... You could just see his just quality. They, they should have... They've missed opportunities, I think, to be able to have built... They could have built with what was available over the last two seasons, three seasons. If you had a plan and a strategy, you could have built a real, real strong championship team with what you've got already. Mm. But they seem to... You've got to ask yourself a question, why do strikers keep coming and failing? Even those who you think, mm, yeah, you know, like a Lafondra, okay, he was more of a super sub, but you'd expect him to That's such a, get such goals. No one seems to come and become like this 20-goal hero. We haven't had it for years. Such an important point. You can't just expect to go out and buy a striker and expect him just to come in and be brilliant. The service has got to You've be got good. You've got to build it, yeah. Um, that's not to say that Cardiff have had a raft of amazing strikers who have no, just but been, so, you know... Certainly, a lot of arrived and Cardiff seems to have stalled their careers. It's probably double yeah. figures over the last few yeah. years. Yeah, and then when you look at someone like Peter Whittingham, who gets in double figures every season, so you get it's, it's an imbalance somewhere. Mm. Yeah, you've got midfielders who are not in a position where they have to score, but more assist and chip in, ending up with more goals than attackers, strikers. You know, you've got the situation now where you really and truly. If you take the big man out, you've got no other strikers. Mm. You know, you're having to go back to the well of, you know, players that have been cast off, being cast away for, you know, a season or two, you know, or, you know, in Ganombi trying to make it happen when you really and truly know he's just not quite there, not quite yeah. up to it yet. Whether he will be in the future, I don't know. But you're looking at it thinking, you're not ready for this level of football yet. But then Neil Warnock gives it a chance, hoping something might come off it. Now, you can't build anything like that, mate. Yeah. You've got to have, like, nothing's guaranteed, you know. But if I buy Alan Shearer, I'm almost guaranteeing 25 goals. If I buy Alan Jones, it's a complete shot in the dark, isn't it? So you try and limit how much of a chance you're taking. Do you know what I mean? And try and, you know, build. It's a plan. It's a, it's a process. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? It's not as easy as just going, yeah, 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 and just chuckling it all together. Hence why, from right from the head down, chief executive, management, they all got to be in unison. They all got to understand, right, how this works. 
how the club functions, like what manager, what he will say, what players he's identified, what the recruitment process, what they've identified, do they marry up? Then you have to say how do those players fit into this current team and then how are those players going to move forward when you start to build? What are you looking for? How are you going to build it? Mm. It, it? You know, I I just think today too many people just think, ah, just click my fingers, chuck a bit of money at it and it'll, it should happen. And we're a classic case of you can chuck as much money in it if you want, but if you keep just working with no sort of plan and no sort of strategy, then you keep pouring good money after bad because, you know, we'll just keep going down the drain. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I hear you might have a little uh, sniff of a transfer rumour at Cardiff. Would you mm. like to sh- share with us? Who's that? Well, you tell me. <laughs> you tell me. Lewis Are you talking about Malt? Malt, yeah. It could be. I've heard on a grapevine, striker, I think he used to be at Wrexham. Um, it's got a few goals there. Oh, I've heard a, a rumour. I can't remember who from. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting old now. <laughs> Amnesia and that. Yeah. <laughs> Me, John. Is, you know, what's your name again? No, but, you know, I've heard that on the great mind, whether that's, you know, I remember the lad at Wrexham, who's decent there, whether that comes to fruition, I don't know, but I've heard that rumour. But like I say, they need people who are going to almost guarantee you that, you know, okay, you might go three or four games without a goal, but they're going to get on and get going like you know mm, okay let's finish with our usual uh, oh don't do predictions after last my days that coming yeah. three, what, 3-1 Cardiff was it yeah 3-1 we both 3-1 weren't we and you changed yours then I think I might have got a 3-0 or something yeah, yeah you went yeah. supersonic yeah you did mate you got carried away Phil which I happens did. to the best of us at this time of year yeah, I think it was on the back of the other result, though. You're expecting them Because, like I say, Barnsley are teams you've got to be... No disrespect to them, but they're teams that Cardiff have got to be beating. Because, mm. you know, I think... I said, Phil and I were discussing earlier, I think they've played most of the bottom teams at home. Or a lot of them. So what you're asking now is, you know, it's cup final week every home game. Mm. Now, because you're going to be playing, you know, the, 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 the teams who are chasing promotion or chasing playoffs you know ah, you don't need to be my fear is is that my biggest fear is that we get to February March and we're not clear of the relegation and then psychologically listen we're into a different ball game different sort of thing yeah. which, which is why games like Brentford albeit away is, uh, you need yeah, to be getting yeah, results Bre- Brentford have found it tough as well so you've got to go and get something out of the game I'll go for a 1-1 draw what are they, five five points or so ahead of Cardiff? I think I was looking at. You haven't got a clue, Blakey. I <laughs> haven't got a clue. I haven't got a Scooby-Doo. No. I'm just going to go for... Cardiff got to win away sooner or later, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to go for... Brentford don't strike me, someone's got a lot of goals. Although Cardiff can see quite a few. So I don't know if a 1-0 win. Now, we must mention, actually, Nathan, before we uh, leave it, of course, Philip's, uh, Philip's last ever boot, boot room before he leaves us, heading back to Sunderland. What, what would you like to say to him? I'd Apart like from how disappointed you are. You? <laughs> no, I'd like to say to you first, it's easy to say. <laughs> and to Phil, no, he's been brilliant, mate, I have to say. He's got a real in-depth you know, knowledge of the game. He's, uh, I said to his, I met his, um, his wife-to-be, 
uh, <laughs> last week. I said to her, "We're going to be, we're going to miss him severely." I said, "He's very much. He's a he's a man who thinks before he speaks, and he's quite a deep character. And then he's he's just bang, he let you with it, which I love." And uh, she said, "Yeah, it's, you know, very yeah." And I said, "I'd explain him, yeah." And then um, said, "But he's still hasn't put a ring on my finger." But like I said, that's a different <laughs> subject. But no, I am going to really miss him, mate. I am. Uh, he's back up northeast. But we'll be keeping in touch because uh, I really respect his opinion. I think he's been brilliant. Mm, and Philip, a word on on Cardiff City. What it's been like covering Cardiff? Um, <laughs> that's a that's a very good question, Jack. I think that I, I I fear that there will be plenty more turbulence in the years ahead. I think the mistakes of the past are so deep rooted and will take so much to correct that I think there could be rocky periods ahead. But what we didn't have when I came into Cardiff, when I came here a year ago, was there wasn't, you didn't have that confidence in the football knowledge at the club to navigate difficult waters. Do you see, honestly now, straight up, serious question, do you see any similarities between Sunderland, who I know you love, and Cardiff City, who I also know you love? I see a number of similarities. First and foremost, a raft of expensive and very good strikers who come in for help, mm-hmm. which tells you recruitment is wrong, mm-hmm. isn't done properly, isn't done with enough planning, with enough care, mm. not enough attention paid. So not buying just a striker rather than buying a striker we need to fit yeah. into this system. Not yeah. enough, Not enough. I don't think, enough attention going into not just what you see on the tape, but what kind of character, what kind of player is yeah. it. I see similarities and that there's not enough football knowledge in the decision making corridors mm. not enough people who knows what it takes to build a good team mm. I don't have the confidence necessarily that people realise how difficult it is to get out of the championship and just what you need but that's why I feel relatively optimistic about 2017 like I said I think you've got a lot of volatile characters there and I wouldn't be surprised if there's an explosion or two along the way but what you now have is you now have people who understand the championship, mm. who understand what it takes to put a team together that over 46 games can come out on top. So in a surreal kind of way, even though they finished eighth last season, there's a part of me thinks they are in a better position now because of what they've put in place at the club. Mm. And they've got people whose reputations will demand that people listen to them. But there's, there's a lot to do and it could get worse before it gets better. And I just hope that Warnock gets what he needs to go out and make a difference in January. Because if he doesn't, I think the sense of betrayal and disappointment it could it could get very, very rocky indeed. Could tilt it over the edge, yeah, I've said that. Mm, well, you've always been a cheery soul, Phil, so thank, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank, thank you very much. It's been uh, been great to have you, and uh, we, we will miss you. We will miss you greatly, as I'm sure the people at home will uh, as well. Uh, thank you, thank you indeed. Thank you, Blakey, and thank you for listening. We'll uh, see you again next week.